I'm Nancy Showalter, and you're listening to Spirituality for the Politically Incorrect podcast. Welcome, all radical paradigm shifters and creative change makers. You who dare to create a better life and a better world, tap into the power that resides within you and use that power for constructive change. Hello and welcome to today's episode, Your Personal BS. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your personal belief system. Now that you've examined your past, it's time to take a deeper look at your attitudes and what you're doing in your business and in your life each day right now. Yes, you learn things growing up that no longer serve you, but that was then and this is now. You can choose something different if you do not like how things are going. So what's your story? We all have our story. Based on our experiences and attitudes, we've created a story that we tell ourselves and other people about who we are. And we have come to believe that story. Pay attention to what you discovered about yourself and your subconscious beliefs in the previous podcast. What is your story in regard to these areas? Do you revolve in your mind and share with people all the challenges of your childhood and or the problems you encounter in life now? Do you declare that this or that always happens to you? And how much do you complain about your hardships in life? How much do you blame your parents, your school, or a church, or your government for your current situation? If you find yourself believing and telling a limiting story about yourself, the only course of action is to change your story. You can make a different choice and graduate out of old patterns. You can think different thoughts and shift your consciousness to an entirely different place. Change your story and watch how your life changes. We've talked about the power of decision. And now I want to talk about one of the amazing discoveries in quantum theory that demonstrates how objects at a subatomic level can dematerialize in one place and then rematerialize in another without moving in a continuous fashion between the two points. As I translate this into everyday living, this concept liberates you from the conventional limitations of time and space in order to achieve change. Dramatic shifts in consciousness can happen in what seems like an instant by leaping from one place in consciousness to a very different place of awareness and understanding. I can think of a good example. Consider Mike, who was a chain smoker that simply quit smoking one day with no apparent repercussions. He'd been a chain smoker for years. His family kept telling him that it was not healthy and that he needed to go to a clinic that would help him overcome his addiction. They all knew it would be a challenging ordeal for him to quit, and they wanted him to have all the support he would need. Of course, he ignored their warnings and requests. Then one day, when least expected, he decided to quit smoking. From the day he made the decision five years ago until now, he has never picked up a cigarette, nor has he been tormented to do so. He moved from one place, being a chain smoker, to another place, no longer smoking, 
by simply making the decision. He shifted his awareness of himself from being a smoker to being completely free of the habit without the struggle and physical symptoms that most people believe are necessary for an addicted chain smoker to quit smoking. I am not saying that there are some things in life you may need help with when changing yourself, nor should you deny yourself any such support or assistance. My point with this story is that making a decision can be very powerful because a decision is very different than setting a goal or hoping something will happen if it all works out. A decision is a firm conviction to the desired result. It is resolved doing whatever it takes because you have already declared it is so by your decision. This is exactly the kind of resolve you need not only in your business, in your schooling, in your job, but actually in life itself. Once you make the decision and start down that path, life has a way of leading you to those things which are needed to achieve the results. But the key is not to give up until the results are achieved. The question comes up for a number of people. Do you always have a choice? Do you really have unlimited choices in life? Can you choose the thoughts you think and the feelings you feel? Or are you subject to any thought, suggestion, or internal feeling reactions that come up for you at any given time? Of course you encounter experiences that can cause emotions to come up quite unexpectedly and are certainly not a conscious choice at the moment. However, that is precisely the point at which you make a decision to either go with that emotion or choose another reaction. It is at that point that you attach a meaning to the situation. If you were to take a step back from your thoughts and feelings about a charged situation and simply observe it with no meaning or judgment attached to it, you'll see that in and of itself it has no power. The energy and the meaning you attach to it gives it power. Someone said something that insulted or offended you, but without attaching that meaning to the statement, it really has no power over you. This is sometimes a difficult concept to grasp and master because it's so easy to insist that someone's intention was negative and meant to hurt you. But again, if you don't take it that way, it doesn't have to hurt you. As a dramatic example of how we attach meaning to situations, take the situation of someone who has been on death row and is now being executed for killing a child. The parents of the child might be feeling relief and possibly even gratitude that this person is now paying for the crime, while the mother of the person being executed is grieving for her lost child. And the person being executed may be feeling remorse and feeling he deserves to die, or may not be feeling remorseful at all. But the fact is, he's going to die, and that fact alone has no power, because we are all going to die at some point. But the circumstances and the meaning that we attach to the circumstances is what gives it power over us to feel a certain way. Now you may be thinking that this sure is a cold and harsh way to look at life. So let me explain a little further, because I've had such a dramatic experience in my life. My brother, who was 39 years old at the time, was brutally murdered by his ex-business partner, who was supposedly his best friend. We do not know what happened or why, and we probably never will. Was there shock, 
pain, grief, and even anger for my family? Absolutely. And those emotions need to be processed and dealt with. There is a grieving process that must not be skipped. If the emotions are not processed and let go of, the one holding on to them is the one suffering, not the killer or the victim. But if you're willing to process those emotions and accept the fact that it happened, there's nothing you can do about it, and hating the killer or continuing to grieve for the rest of your life will not change the fact that he is gone. Then you can let it go and move on with your life without allowing part of your energy to be locked in a painful memory of a past event that you cannot change. I am able to say that as horrific as my brother's death was, each member of my family did get to this point, some sooner than others. And now we are free to remember and cherish the good times and focus on the bond of love that existed and still exists between us and my brother. This is in lieu of holding on to feelings of anger, revenge, or grief. Consider your own life experiences that you have had that might still be emotionally charged for you and see if you can step back and take another perspective and look at them with no judgment of whether they were good or bad, but simply as something that happened, and then release them. You can let go of painful memories and injustices. Moving from one place to another in awareness can only happen if you're willing to let go. Sometimes we fool ourselves and say we want to let go, but deep down we're still holding something back for whatever reason. And sometimes this can be because you did not properly grieve or process traumatic, traumatic events. Unfortunately, this happens much more often than we might think. Men aren't supposed to cry. Crying's for the weak. Be strong and move on. These are some of the beliefs you may have internalized from your culture or environment that keep you from acknowledging, feeling, and letting the intense emotions pass through you and from you. I know many people who have had a parent or child or spouse die, but they never really went through any grieving process. And this non-resolution can impact all of their relationships, as well as their health. In order to move from one state of being to another, you need to be willing to let go of the thoughts, feelings, sensations, and habit patterns of your current state and replace them with those of your new desired state. Willingness is the first step. Then comes forgiveness. Think of forgiveness as forgiving. You freely give up the hurt, the pain, the anger, depression, or whatever thoughts and feelings you've associated with a specific person, situation, or state of being that you no longer desire. Forgiving frees you. It's important because when you completely give up the undesired suffering state of being, you are not caught in or addicted to the recurring thoughts and feelings that once held you hostage. Now keep in mind that forgiving someone does not mean that the other person is no longer accountable for his or her actions, nor does it mean that you have to continue a relationship with someone. Rather, it means that you are completely releasing the burdensome thoughts and feelings that have kept you in a painful place that you no longer wish to be in. It frees you to move on, free of the emotional baggage. If you need additional help in processing painful experiences or traumas in your life, by all means, seek it. 
It is well worth the time and money to clear and heal yourself so you can move forward without limitations. We will continue to talk about this and explore it a little deeper next week. But this week, try to identify these painful memories and injustices that may have happened in your life. And then try to review how did you handle them? Did you grieve at the death of a loved one? Or a loss even of a pet? Whatever it may be, have you forgiven someone who may have abused you as a child? So go back over your life. What are those things that stand out to you? Some may be horrific experiences. Others, they may be just simpler things that have had a tremendous impact on you in a negative way. So we want to reframe these issues. We want to step back. We want to take the emotional charge out of them. We want to look at them as facts. And we want to accept this happened. Nothing I can do about it. Identify them and go through a process of stepping back and letting go. Letting it go and know that you can choose to be happy, joyful here and now. So we'll continue next week. Until then, keep an open mind, a generous heart, and a powerful spirit. Thank you for being with me today. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, download, and comment. I'd love to hear from you, and your support is much appreciated. And don't forget to go to theawakeningnow.com for free bonuses and information on my new book, You Were Born to Be a Christ, But You Were Taught You Are a Sinner. Awaken to who you really are. See you next week.